0: You're listening to Shaggin' on the Red Carpet, the -the behind-the-scenes show that brings you an earnest, sometimes brutal look at Hollywood gossip, entertainment news, celebrities, and the reality shows you love and love to hate. Each week, we'll bring you gossip, interviews, updates, and the pitfalls of fame as we see them. Welcome, Shaggin' on the Red Carpet, with your host, Ed Brophy, the guy who loves to let everyone know what's on his mind. Thank you for listening to today's Shaggin' on the Red Carpet. And don't forget to subscribe. Now, let's dish. Hey, everyone, welcome back. I'm Ed. Today, joining me is Kevin Undergaro from Chasing Maria. He's Maria's long term boyfriend. He also is known for his projects Friends, Longtime Listeners, Adventures of Serial Buddies. And if I'm not mistaken, you're currently producing the Losing LeBron documentary.
1: Yes, produced that. Really, really great film that's doing the festivals right now. And, yeah. you know, in the past, I was head writer at MTV, and uh, Singled Out was, was my biggest show that I had there. And I think today, besides producing uh, Chasing Maria Menunos, I. I'm also the creator of uh, the AfterBuzz TV network, and right now we are the world's largest pure online media network in existence. At uh, I think 26 million downloads from over 100 countries per week.
0: 26 so really million per week?
1: Per week from over over 100 and 111 like countries. Um, yeah, we are just we produce about 60 or 70 hours worth of programming, and um, It's really been something. I Basically, when we started, I had to create the technology. It didn't even exist three or four years ago. So I had to, you know, scotch tape all of the stuff together to, you know, make it work. And here we are now. We also have Black Hollywood Live, which is the first African-American online broadcast network. And that is less than a year old. And that's getting now, I just got the report this morning, uh, 12 million uh, downloads a week. So we're... That seems, you know, where the business is moving into new media, that's where I'm moving to.
0: Well, I think it's smart. I think there's a lot of little guys like me who are doing it on our own and and either focused on a particular show, or like me, I enjoy talking to you, people like you, who can kind of give us the inside scoop and all that. And I think a lot of them are, are kind of missing out on the new media. I mean, there's a company, yeah. and I won't mention their name, who, they've been around, I've been around since October of 2012. They've been around a month shorter than me. They came into the game October, or November 2012. And they're getting ready to go out of business. And I've always told the guy, I'm like, look, you're missing a big chunk. People aren't live tweeting dramas unless it's a scandal or a blacklist. You're not really live right. tweeting dramas. Right. You need to get but into the reality man, world
1: right it's an on-demand culture and in the reality world yeah it, 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 no different you know it's not just always the lot li- you know live tweeting is great but of all those millions and millions of downloads those gaudy numbers i just threw at you right a millifraction fraction of those are live streaming we do stream live we do it because we hedge our bets but at the end of the day it's all about the it's all about the download. You know, people look at people with DVRs. No one wants to sit through commercials anymore. Everyone everyone's viewing now, other than sports or say Dancing with the Stars or a big elimination show. It's now about convenience, the viewing. You know,
0: so well. It, you just you look at now. If even not just your DVR, but when you go to on demand, there never used to be yep. commercials. Now there's commercials, and you can't fast forward through them. Yeah, and, they,
1: uh, they got to do something
0: to get you. Right. And you have, you know, ABC Go. And last year during the upfronts, the big thing with all the upfronts was they were pushing their new media, the iPad streaming, you know, the whatever, everything away from general TV when they were, you know, doing their upfronts and pushing their advertising availability for, you know, the coming year. And it's even going to get, I think, bigger this year. And yep. very few, in my opinion, and you're the guy in the business, very few people. Are watching really scripted dramas anymore? It's all about the reality, from the Real Housewives to the Honey Boo Boos to the Chasing Maria, which I want to talk to you about because I want to know why the hell you guys decided to do.
1: This okay? It's a whole other subject, but you know, but honestly, reality. Well, we're, what we're finding about TV right now, TV is the best it's ever, ever been. You know, you're getting, you're getting, your scripted stuff is as good as any. Your good scripted is as good as any Oscar film. And what we know from After Buzz is there's something for everybody. There are those fans of you know, whether it's Walking Dead, The Good Wife, uh, Revenge, Pretty Little Liars, I mean, that do monster numbers for us. At the same time, the Housewife shows, Bob Wives, Bar Rescue, I do the after show at After Buzz for Bar Rescue, um, also get monster numbers.
0: I and love John.
1: I think I, he's the best, right? Right. And I think it's fine. I think it's fine. I think it's great. There's so, now there's something for everybody. And with new media, we're able to see niches kind of get the content that they want. Whereas years ago, when you only had three networks, you couldn't serve a niche. It was like, we have to make this cookie cutter stuff that pleases everybody. And if it doesn't, well, we've got to pull a plug in it. But between cable and, and Hulu and Amazon and Netflix, we have the opportunity now to, you know, shows don't have to be as big. They just have to have a solid, loyal audience who will contribute to those advertisers. So you can have these different kind of shows that, you know, you happen to like the reality shows, I'm with you. I'm a big junkie of the reality show fair. They don't work so well on the big network. They don't work. They're great on cable because they don't have to hit those big numbers, but they serve those those niche audiences who are rabidly loyal.
0: Right. I mean, Bravo is happy, happy when one of their reality shows hits 800,000 in viewership, so...
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: But but let me ask you this. With reality and with new media, do you think the Internet, I mean, you look at um, David Weintraub and his Hollywood Hillbillies. I mean, he found that kid off the Internet. Do you think the Internet is exposing us to more of the little guy? Yes. Like me, who's yep. the little guy who's going out and Absolutely. I'm not doing a show. It's,
1: it's the wild, wild west, and all bets are off. In some ways, that stinks because now we have a glut of content. But in, in more ways, if you are a positive person who likes a challenge like I do, I think it's great because now everyone has a shot. Everybody has a shot. Anyone with a webcam or an iPhone to record their voice has a shot. But you literally can put your stuff on YouTube and you have your stuff out there. and absolutely it's it's a game changer it's a total game changer and it's going to continue to be a game changer you know it's going to continue to change the landscape and the smart people are going with it and the old guard isn't but that's why they're going to slowly fall
0: well they're they're for the most part they're afraid of us and i think david with his hollywood hillbillies he hit a gold mine but he hit a gold mine with the wrong person he accidentally Mima is the star of the show. Everybody's talking about Mima.
1: Oh yeah, she's amazing. Give it, you know what, that's kismet. But guess who got her there? Right. You know that was the guy. He, you know, he got so he still did the right thing because it got it was the gateway into that world. Right. So and he, had to take him.
0: Right. That's what I mean. She's the accidental star. Like he went after. And this happens
1: all, but you know what it happens all the time? It happens in scripted. Do you know how many scripted shows where? They have it all laid out and figured out. And they go, oh, my God, the whole world is going to love the character of Casey. And then lo and behold, this person who's only supposed to do three episodes comes on named, named Lorraine, and she explodes and becomes the big star of the show. Aaron Paul was only supposed to be in one or two episodes of Breaking Bad. Hello. Right. So it happens all the time. So as an artist or as a producer, it's being open to that. Like, So David was already open enough. To go after the, his ginger fight, right? Um, but it was that kind of open mentality that led to Mima, and it's keeping that open mentality. And that, and, and and when I think of like people who are afraid, it's like, you know, God. Well, well, then meet your fears by embracing it. Wrap your arms around it. Don't you know? Don't run away from it. Don't try to stop it. Don't, you know, it's what the music business did. They should have wrapped their arms around it. They, instead, they spent all their money trying to stop Napster and stop the free stuff. What they should have done was figure out a way. Let's put the money into figuring out how we can jump on this bandwagon. Well, it's but the same were,
0: with rap. We oh. have all these independent rap producers that no one would touch back in the eighties and nineties when rap started coming out. That's right. So it's so a,
1: I love it all. I think it's great. I love the the spirit of it all. I think it's great. Now, why would I do chasing Maria Menounos? Well, is
0: my question, question. Well, my my real question is: you see, you're on Twitter. You have to see.
1: Yes, sir. Just recently on Twitter, by the way. May
0: 2013. So you've been around for a year, probably not using it but as But I much.
1: know, no, but I knew, no, but I knew that because of we, I was told by Oxyo of the reality show. And we, they pushed our release date, you know, for a while. So that, that's why, and we can get into that, you know, as well. But, but I, I'm really a social media person because I, I really value being behind the scenes. Maria is the one, you know, who's out there and needs to be out there. But now that I'm on camera for the sake of the show, I need to be out
0: there as well. My question is then, Mr. Reality Junkie, along with me, you've seen like the fallout from, and maybe not on Twitter, but you've had to see some of the fallout from all of the reality shows, particularly like The Housewives. I don't know if you watched Big Brother last season. That one was a mess for the first time in the history of Big Brother. But why open yourselves up to the ridicule that comes along with reality TV, especially with Maria being so Prominent in every elm of entertainment. I mean, she's on covers. She's you know got extra. Why open yourselves up to that ridicule?
1: Um. Well. Or potential ridicule. Back, no, no. You're gonna get the ridicule. You're always gonna get that. Um. I always repeat the line from The Sopranos. Tony Soprano said it best when he said, "This is the life we chose." I always go back to that. And and the life we chose in Hollywood is opening ourselves up to ridicule. There's no way around that into criticisms and critiquing. There's no way around that anyway. And then I I hid in the background for 15 or 16 years, knowing the day would come that eventually get me. So instead of having the, the press having control of that, I have a little control of it by letting myself out in this way, number one. Number two, it's all about getting really more eyes and ears on Maria's brand. You know, this is a great way to expand her brand because of the internet, new media, the news business, the entertainment news business, it's, it's collapsing. You know, most kids under 25 don't own TVs. They're right. getting the news off their cell phones, you know, off their mobile phones, off their iPads, uh, and they're getting it up to the minute. You always need to diversify career-wise. That's why you look with Maria. She's done wrestling. She's done books. She's done movies. She has, she owns the AfterBuzz TV network. She owns the you know, Black Hollywood Live network, et cetera. So this is just another way to diversify your exposure to more eyes and ears. Um, and when you do that, good things come. Now, you're going to get eggs thrown at you, but again, that's the life we chose. Now, for Maria, she loved the idea of the reality show because we live with her parents. Even though they live with us, Maria doesn't get to spend a lot of time with them because she works so much. She's like, you know what? This will force me to have to be with them, which I love because she lives and lives and lives and dies for her parents. She adores them, and by the way, so do I. And I think so will all of America as they get to know them because they are that lovable and sweet.
0: Yeah, I wasn't too hot really... on on Dad until actually this last episode where you two oh, had that well, glad, come you know to what? Jesus I'm meeting glad... kind of.
1: Okay, good. So you know I'm glad to hear you say that, though. I'm, and so let's let's follow up with that because I I'm really glad I'm grateful that you said that. Um, but Maria also wanted to show them off because she's that proud of them. With all that coming together, that's why we decided to do the show. And as far as Costas goes, it's funny. So remember we talked about testing and testing and who people think are the breakout stars of shows and stuff like that? Well, from the beginning, the producers of the show and people at Oxygen and all were like, Costas, Costas, everyone's going to love Costas. Everyone's going to love Costas. Everyone's going to love Costas.
0: Took me three episodes.
1: Right, true. And I think think they will and and have and do. But I'm with you because, remember, I was a victim. Yeah, I was the one that was said. I'm. You're not good enough to be with Maria. You're not Greek. Right. Um, you shouldn't be going to Hollywood. I mean, I felt all the pain and suffering from that. So, I I get very sensitive when anyone vilifies me. I'm like, wait, I'm the one who said Maria. You know what? Like, yeah, she wanted to be a producer. That's what she wanted to do. I said, no, Maria, you're a star. You need to be on the other side of the camera, and. If you're willing to listen to me, I promise I will help you and give you everything I have, and I will make that dream come true. If you listen to me and you will to work hard, and she's like I'm Greek, that's all we do is work hard. Then you'll make it. And you'll become super. I promise. I'm going to give you everything I got, and so I did. And so you know, they, the parents and 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 the, and her family, the aunts and uncles, have been able to bask in this success that they tried to prevent from happening. So I'm really glad that you saw it that way because. I feel like that's a little bit owed and justified, your feelings. Well, but no one else has really seen it that way. So I think that's kind of cool because a lot of people are like, "You're a freeloader and just living there. Why aren't you marrying Maria? You, you screw that guy, get rid of him." I mean, that's all I've gotten on Twitter, by uh, the way. You know. So, so, so uh, it's really cool that you see that. I appreciate that.
0: Okay, I'm not trying to stroke your ego. The first two episodes, I'm like, "Man, this guy's a fucking fool. He has given up oh, his." No! wait a minute let me finish i'm like he has given up his career to and remember i don't know if you read the piece i did on tv fishbowl on the after the first episode and one of the lines i have in there is i can't lie there was always something that has bothered me about maria in my opinion she came off a tad too cool for school you know the snooty cheerleader bitch type in high school too good for everyone too good for everything so i did read that so i'm looking at you and i'm like okay here's a relatively good looking guy who appears to really know his shit, and he's taken a backseat to this, at the time, bitch. And then, as I watched the episodes, I'm like, and I just said it to my mom, I forced my mom, who lives with me, she's 78 years old, forced her to watch the show the other night. And as I was sitting there, she said something, and I'm like, ding, 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 ding. There are not many self-assured guys, I guess I should say, who would be willing to give up their career to back the love of their life. And you don't see that in Hollywood. So now, while I wasn't a Kevin fan in the beginning, I'm a huge Kevin fan right now. And as I I started researching you, I'm like, wow, this guy is, he's someone that is like how I am. I will help anyone do anything. I have two rules. Don't lie to me and don't puff yourself up. Tell me who you really are so that I can work with you and help you do what you want to do. And you know, the blogosphere is very cutthroat. I've been through hell and back. I've had all my personal information exposed in the year and a half, almost two years I've been doing this. I've helped people build sites, I've helped them get on their way. Just don't lie to me. And so it took three episodes, but like I've come around. Maria, I came around to right from the, the very first episode. Costas and you, it was that little bonding on the couch the other day when you were crying yeah. on Tuesday's oh, episode. Was so very emotional. So I'm a little vocal, but I had asked you, I think a week ago, two weeks ago, maybe after the first episode, I'm like, how does a little podcaster like me get to to interview you guys? And then we talked, you were talking about the dog and I told you about my dog I had to put down in October. And then I don't even know how we started talking the other night. I think it was, I called you guys my new favorite reality couple. And I said, look, I'm not going away. And then you agreed to it. And there were a lot of shocked people on Twitter who were like, how did you get him? Are you getting him and Maria? And I'm like, really? A lot of these people, real stars or reality stars, traditional stars, I guess, they're all willing to talk. You just have to ask.
1: Well, exactly. You just have to ask. And Maria writes about that in her book, Ask and You Shall Receive. And you and I were talking off air about our mutual love for the host of Bar Rescue, John Taffer. But you know one of John's rules, which is now my rule, but it was always my rule, but I never verbalized it. When it comes to friends and people around me, whether it's employees or friends, be honest, try, and care. If you're those three things, we're good. But speaking to about when a, if, when a podcaster says to me, I have a podcast, the first time you asked, I actually didn't read it. I went right by it. Yeah, you know, see, I'm thanks. Still you ignored this, me. Still, I, still, I still know. Well, we did correspond about the dog, but I, I'm i still new to um, Twitter, and I still don't know how to even upload links and, and, and Instagram. I'm trying my best.
0: I'll help you hey, with we'll that. I'm coming to things. LA. I'll hey. help you get all that. Set up. All
1: right. All right. Well, please, because I'm not very good. But but when I what I did see in you know, a podcast like, Hell oh, yeah. Because how how it's not fair for me not to support you in return for all the support that other podcasters or podcast audiences have given us. So, you know, one of the reasons why Afterbus has grown so much is because we run free career seminars out of there. And I have um, one hour, one hour, biannual, one one hour, one on one coaching sessions with the kids too. And I uh, mentioned there's over 200 hosts, so just it's really difficult to try to plan out somebody's life in the span of an hour. But we but we do it. Um, one of the reasons why we even started that network, I started because I love TV and I love talk radio. Maria started because so many kids would come up to her on red carpet and say, oh, my God, Maria, how do I get your job? How do I break into this? And she'd be like, you got to get a reel. You have to get an audio reel or you have to get a, a, especially a video reel. You have to, you know, well, how do I get that? Uh, I really never knew what this She was tongue type. And so when I came to her with AfterBuzz, I said, listen, it's audio, blah, blah, blah. And she said, once she saw it, you know, I built the, studio, the first studio and we got crazy numbers in audio. It was Maria who said, Kevin, Listen. Let's invest the money and make this video because I have so many kids who need to get real on themselves, and I can't. I want to help them, and I can't. You know, I. What can I do other than the advice? And I'm like, Maria, if we go video, you're talking about we're already hundreds of thousands in. You're talking about a significantly amount of, of much more money, and audio. I mean, video on YouTube. Is usually someone talking into a web camera for seven minutes, not a one hour slick show. Well, you know, and she's like, I don't care. I don't care if nobody watches on YouTube. You can have your audio audience. Is it going to, is it going to hurt your audio audience, Kevin? I said, no. She said that I want to make sure that we have the studios where my girls can go in there and guys and get real on themselves. And that's how it started. And now we've seen our hosts. We have hosts at VH1, at Fox, C-SPAN, ESPN. I mean, it's it's endless. You know, Maria's gotten on the phone with their bosses. You know, Maria's always the last call. So when I have hosts who are up for a big job, let's say it's at E or VH1 or whatever, Maria will say, okay, now let me have your boss, your boss to be or whoever's hiring you, let me call them. And so Maria will often make that personal call. Say, listen, this person, person is X, Y, and Z. They come in. They, they, you know, so but that's one of the reasons why it's grown. And so far, be it for me to ever say to you, like, oh, no, I'm not going to do your podcast. That's insane. Of course, the women do your podcast. I mean, that's it's, and we've been blessed so much in life, and at AfterBuzz because we've been like that. Um, it's it's great. And and, and, I, and our kids at AfterBuzz all book they 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 book guests. They 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 do their research for the interviews. And again, we have these great seminars. Where I, it's my, myself, Maria, or other experienced people teaching them about the business—you know how to how, again how to book a guest, how to do an interview, how to uh, how to do your research, how to create your questions, uh, and then of course branding, how to build your brand, how to get more eyes and ears on your brand and likeness—just different things like that—and and it's it's really been a special experience. And and I, I totally root for you and what you're doing. You're obviously very good at this. And and off air, you you know tell me about that you worked for the airline industry. And I think that that would totally prepare you for this, because you're constantly talking to people, engaging people, keeping their attention span and and I think you're the type of person that with the way you've embraced this, you probably embrace that too, and therefore we're very successful at that so i I see this as very organic for you and and uh i'm I'm also honored you know that you want to speak, So all
0: right.
1: that's all that reasons why yeah, I would obviously respond in the way I did.
0: Well, thanks for the comment. My thing is, if you're going to do it, you have to invest in it. If you're not going to do it, then don't yeah. waste your time. If you're not committed. No,
1: you have. Right, right.
0: And you're not going right. to invest. But since we're talking about podcasts, what do you think about these um, patent trolls who's suing all the big podcasters? Have you guys been affected I, by that?
1: We are. We just went, met with Adam Carolla and his producer, Mike August, And it's time to go to Washington. And that's that's what Maria's um, in the early, early stages. And hopefully, I'm. I don't want to give the, uh, our, our collective opponents
0: no. um, Just...
1: any heads up, but we are, next. I think it's next week or the week after, we're meeting with a major investor who will finance our support, but we have ties. Maria's been on Capitol Hill before lobbying for diabetes awareness, so we are blessed in that regard. Maria's interviewed every president since she was 21 years old, and we have great contacts to the government, and we're going to use them, and we're going to mobilize everybody and I'll let you know when we do, but you know, I, I think we definitely need to get Adam Carolla and get his fund up to fund the fight, but I believe in going to the head of the snake. So yes, let's fund the defense, but let's let's chop off the head of the snake. Let's go to Capitol Hill and stop this once and for all. This is ridiculous. This is a, such a waste of people's money. It's gross. It's disgusting.
0: Well, see, for me, looking at The bigger picture and having owned businesses it's like the little people like me are like oh well that's just adam crolla i'm like no no guys we're doing the same thing
1: they're gonna come for you too they're they're, working their way down the line right they're going for the big
0: bucks first
1: and then and then they go and what was the what was the the, the, there was an old statement used about hitler in germany it's like first they came for the have you ever heard this first they came for the
0: yeah first and then they came and i did not and then they came And
1: then for, they came uh, for me, right? Yeah. At the end of it they came for me. And that's what's gonna happen. They're starting with Adam because he's the easy target. Well, and he's, then they're gonna work he, their way down and they're gonna come and then they will come for you one day.
0: Right. He's the big oh, name. Yeah. I mean it's like people don't realize okay. where the pink triangle originated for the gay community. That's Do you know where right. it originated? With Hitler. Uh, it they wow. were tagged with a pink triangle if they were suspected of being gay. That's where the pink triangle comes so. from.
1: Wow, you keep you continue to educate me. That's I never knew that, and I'm a history major. Wow,
0: little just little wow. things like that. So yeah, you know between okay, so we talked about the one that's that's kind of we talked about that off air. So what about all your competition that's popping up like bite sized and and bite sized seems to be going more for the person that the person like me who wasn't on a reality show. Like I've noticed, you just lost. Didn't you guys have Ryan Carrillo with you? When he's oh, Ryan's still with us. But no, he's, he's over not. on bite size too.
1: Yeah, but that's because that's who we are. Do you think I would ever say, Brian, you can't be on bite size because you're but on Afterbus? But don't you never. see them?
0: Don't you see them as being nope. your competition? Nope. Why?
1: Nope. And I never. And and well, you know what? Even with Maria's career, I've never seen anyone, any of the other hosts, male or female, as Maria's competition. I'm in competition with one person. Yourself. My, myself. Amen. You know what? Work hard, focus, put those blinders on. And keep running that race, just keep running. Do not get It's dist- just a distraction when you look if you're running a race, I tell my kids all the time, and you look over your shoulder in a marathon or in a sprint, if you run track, you know this you've just lost seconds off your race, right and there and you're risking losing your race. Keep moving forward now we have if, if people come and attack us, we have to defend ourselves, but at the same time, no. We're there for those kids to succeed. AfterBuzz is fine. How much more do I need? Do I need anything more than 26 million downloads? Do I need anything more than 80 shows a week? We're fine. TV's always going to be around. There's always going to be shows to talk about. And we're just going to do our very best to, to do it. We have great relationships with the networks. We have stars that come in the studio. They love the experience. But we're also there for those hosts to grow. We're there for the stars to grow. I love when a star can leave us and go see you, or somebody else. I love it when Ryan goes to to this other place. Which, by the way, I'm I'm going on Bite Size. I'm doing Ryan's show. Maria and I. He, I don't want to give it away, but he's doing some really big master show that he needs promotion for. Me and Maria are going to do the show to support him.
0: Yeah, you, you know, know what? See, like, so you just be You just like gained another notch on the ladder.
1: Oh, thank you. But, but it's true. So you'll see the show. Like no, so we've never. It's not like that, you know. It's it. It can't be like that because again, now you're the record company, right? You're you're the record labels. Right. Trying to hold. How can I stop all of that? I can't. That's ridiculous. That is such a waste of my time. Now, who knows? They could actually do something really effing cool that could open my eyes to say, hey, you know what? We should be doing that. So it's it's. It's it's funny. It, it what always seems like a cliche. Like oh, the competition's actually good for the industry, and you think it's cliche, and you think it's rhetoric until you're actually in the competition, and you say, wow, oh, I noticed Adam Carolla went and got an app. We need an app. I I noticed um, you know, I'm trying to think of someone else. I know it's Hulu now or Netflix is is advertising a certain place. You know what? We need to be doing that. Why aren't we doing that? So. All of this stuff is, it really is good, but After Buzz was built on such a wholesome premise. I always say, like, I tell like, we're the last bastion. I'd like to think we're the last bastion of decency, and I'd like to think that if this is something we started, and it's done nothing but, like, strain us financially, strain us emotionally, tax our time, that at the very least, I want it to be the kind of club and the kind of business that I would enjoy working for and being part of. And I say to Mia, while we can control this, this is how it is. And a, we have this phrase that we say all the time, you know, what? uh-uh, not AfterBuzz. And anyone who works at AfterBuzz knows what that means. When it's, oh, not AfterBuzz. That means you're not sharing. You're not a team player. You're not trying to help other people. You're not you're not focused. You're not hardworking. It is, it is, but especially those good core values, when I say not AfterBuzz, with certain hosts who've come in there, guests or even people have pitched us stuff like mm, not after us so far it's worked it's worked our hosts are succeeding our network succeeds if you go to afterbus and you go some point and it's a party there six nights a week that place is just jammed with young people full of ideas and hope and creativity and whether they're not young in age some of them they're young at heart it's so cool because your housewives hosts are nothing like your hosts of American Idol, and are nothing like your hosts of Breaking Bad, and are nothing like your hosts of Sons of Anarchy, and nothing like your hosts of Pray Little Liars, and nothing like your hosts of, let's say, um, Chosen.
0: Can, I, can but, I be honest, though, about After Buzz? What's uh? Can I slam you for a minute? And it's not every show. Oh, here,
1: wait, but let me let me finish my one thing. Wait, before you slam us, because then you can slam us. But when we have our mixers, it's like high school, because you've got your jocks, your nerds, your, you know, and it's very cool. So socially speaking, behind the scenes, it's nice and it's lovable. And, like, we get the numbers and it works. So I don't want to change that. So now I've all of a sudden to be like everyone else, be total cutthroats, trying to hurt other entities, stop them, knock their legs out. All that vicious, cruel stuff that's been played on me in Hollywood for the past quarter of a century is exactly what I don't want to do.
0: Right. Right. And that's where I come from. It's like I started, I had some people who helped me out. Like, they're like, okay, this is what you need to do. But once you're in it, man, some of these other bloggers will. Oh, yeah. They'll cut your balls off and shove them down your throat.
1: Absolutely. And they're protected because they're in their little home, in their hovel. You know, they don't have to see you on a daily basis. They really don't have to interact with you. So all bets are off. They can try to attack you in worse ways than most people can do way worth of regular jobs
0: but my only pet peeve with after buzz and it's only on a particular show is whoever runs the sound has the game big brother
1: aha all right well you know what, i'm glad that because there's accountability so now we know to so keep going because i love this by the way this is the i love this feedback because i am from the john taffer school of business i love hearing this stuff because i i jump right in i fix it as fast as i can i do with a do with a fan who was telling us we have a studio beat who kept saying the YouTube sound isn't good and I would listen to it and I agreed with him and a dozen people on my staff, no, no, no there's nothing we can do, nothing we can do, nothing we can do. And, I, and I always say guys all film students, mommy and daddy spent over $200,000 to educate you guys I'm a history major something is wrong with the sound, okay you guys should know how to fix it if I don't fine. And I kept on them, and so finally I got to the right people, and we came in, and lo and behold, there was a problem. We fixed it. So, so it could, I love it. Could, that It could be problem. fixed
0: then, because it was last season, but whoever was running the sound had the gain on the mic turned up so high that with her being away from the mic, I could still hear her breathe.
1: And you know what? So here's what they do sometimes. Sometimes, so the After kids are very sweet, but sometimes they're like little mice, I say to them, because they're so quiet. They won't step up. What happens sometimes with some of the hosts and some of the celebrities who come in, they don't, I say, kiss the mic. You know, bring right. the mic really close to your mouth. You see Howard Stern do it, and you see most successful radio broadcasts do it. They've got that, that mic right there in the sweet spot. And a lot of our hosts don't do that. They'll flail their arms. They start talking. They get very animated. And so what the engineers do is crank it like you're just saying. Rather than say, guys, and I, I always tell guys, we're new media. It's okay. Step on them from the booth. We have a camera set up in the booth. I even have professional lighting in the booths for them.
0: Well, people love that. They yeah. love to see the behind the scenes stuff.
1: Yeah, hit the booth, hit the button and say, "Guys, I know I love what you're doing, but you got to get on that microphone. Fans want to hear what you have to say and you know what? You drive me crazy in here. But my guys are very polite and girls and they don't like to do that. But now, oh, call
0: them, me, I'll go be the whip snapper.
1: Well, when you get there, you you know what? Like, absolutely. But I think this is what—that's a very important show to us. CBS sends us their people directly. They invite us to all the private screenings and all the parties. And no, I'm really glad you said that. Do you know of all the couple.
0: networks? CBS is the only one I can't get access to.
1: And do you know why? Because they're
0: smart. I'll tell you why. They keep control. Okay, but tell me why.
1: Could be that. Although ABC is more controlling, believe it or not. No, they just less moonves. These. He'll tell you right to your face, guys, I'm in the now. You guys are doing tomorrow. That's great. And you guys are going to look like prophets and geniuses for your tomorrow. But I'm in the now business. And the, and the now business is I am the most watched network there is. And everyone is watching us I'm sitting on their asses in front of a TV screen watching us. And that's it. New media, what? I could kill a fine tweet. So he doesn't really budget. He, they're always fighting with him to try to get him to do more in that space, but it's just not that important to them. Whereas some of the other networks, they want people like you because they understand that you talking about their show is a good thing. You know, even you talking shit about their show is a good thing. You want chatter. That's what drives the needle. But Les, you see his point, will come back at you and say, Billy really? I'm kind of doing fine without you pukes, you know? So (laughs) I get it. I get where he's coming from. I get it. But at the same time, I'm more like you. I'm more renegade, more cavalier, and I'm more forward thinking. I'd rather be thinking ahead and not making any money now, but being part of something really cool and fun and interesting than be those guys. I mean, a lot of those shows on that network, Big Brother's great, but, you know, you think of like a Hawaii Five-0, and we don't do an after show for that because nobody cares.
0: How I'd is it even be, still around? You know, yeah. NCIS Los Angeles. I covered it for one of your competitors. And we only do a 20-minute show. I had trouble talking for 20 minutes. How is it still around?
1: Yeah. yeah, No. again, because they're hitting a consumer that just puts it on, watches it, shuts it off, and doesn't give it a second thought. And that's great. That's great for them. But you and I, Ed, we're crazy. We freaking love this stuff, right? We love it so much that we want to talk about it. We want to. We pull our hair out of our head. We throw things at the TV, or we celebrate and stand and cheer. We're we're the crazies, but there's a lot of us out there like who are like us, and there's a lot of the shows that do that to people, and that's what we capitalize on. But those that a lot of those network shows just it's just in the moment. You just drool. You watch the show. You shut it off. You're done. That's it. Over
0: you know big brother one of the first and i used to have a whole group of people which is how i started on twitter is i came to twitter to for big brother and we were all secretly watching the real housewives of orange county but we weren't talking about it nobody was talking about it and then all of a sudden, it was like one day someone said, And I'm like, oh, yeah, I watched that show. And then 20 more people came up. And then all of a sudden, there's the big community. And I understand what CBS is. I mean, they're in the now. But I also think they're eventually going to miss the boat. It's going to be too late for them,
1: I think. Eventually, sure. The, the pendulum will switch, of course. Right. And so their, their viewership is going to get older and older and go away eventually. And, and those people don't spend as much money. Right. And you're and you're right. I agree. But he's like, well, what do I care? I'll be dead by then, or whatever. I'll be worth hundreds of millions. What do I care? I mean, that's just probably his mentality.
0: I mean, it's like everybody today is saying, you know, oh, any press is good press, good or bad. It's good press, and it really is. It really it's, is because it gets people uh, talking uh, about it. Unless everything.
1: you're OJ and you've ki- unless you're OJ and you've killed somebody. I say this all the time. So when I when I do these these seminars, it really is because there's just too much content out there. So you have to do whatever you can to separate yourself from other people, you know? And how is that going to happen? That's press. So right. you got to just take the go with the bad.
0: I mean I look at when one of the the other bloggers is bad-mouthing me, and I go and I look at my stats for that day, and my stats have have jumped. And
1: Yeah, thanks, buddy. Yeah, know,
0: thanks. And a couple weeks yeah. ago, I do a show with a ghostwriter for Real Housewives of New York, and a couple weeks ago, someone was bad-mouthing us, and the very next day, we got 13,000 listens. Pretty good for a little bit.
1: Uh, pretty damn good. And you know what? A lot of the old guard, even in Hollywood, doesn't understand that. So they'll put out bad press on, you know, like Josh right, Josh Elliott right now with it, you know. But, but that all spun to good press because now it made his entrance to NBC and his new job so much bigger, so much more exciting. So many people that didn't know him now know him as a big, giant brand. I know from Maria recently couple of bad things were planted purposely. And as a result, I got five giant show offers just based on the negative stuff because people were like, hey, oh, what? Maria's contract's up. She's going to be available? I didn't, We didn't know that. Or, uh, hey, you know, if Maria's not happy at her job, you know what? Come over here. And it, it, it's been so interesting to watch the amazing boomerang effect it has. So, again, it's like with AfterBuzz. There's a practical sense to being good, so just think, people. You guys who are vengeful, beware the boomerang effect, because if you want to go and hurt someone like you. And you know, you blog. All you done is is make the person more powerful and better. There's just there's a lot of times a boomerang effect with revenge, which is why it should just be avoided. You know, just avoid it. Defend yourself when you have to, absolutely, but keep working on yourself and keep going forward. That's the biggest biggest lesson.
0: I don't have, I don't have time to look back. So most of your hosts on AfterBuzz are from the reality TV world. Do they come to you or do you guys go to them?
1: They come to us. We have like a huge waiting list and we have this lengthy process. They go through orientations. They're heavily vetted, but yeah, no, they all they all come to us. It's hard to get them placed. Uh, a lot of times I have people that I'll meet, I'll, you know, and then I even put their name in the hat and it's difficult to get them through. Um... I don't do the day-to-day operations over there. I don't micromanage. It's, it's up, it's running, it does very well. I'll poke in every now and again. But Phil FeedTech is the one that, you know, he gets the credit. He's a wonder boy. He's um, got a genius-level IQ. He, we, he's like a Mark Zuckerberg type. No. Um, I don't know how he does it. Well, on the positive side of his IQ and, you know, being kind of just working seven days a week and, and in his own world, but he does a really amazing job, and Marissa Sarfeni, who's his second, and Stephen Lemieux, the third. Like those three, and there's so many others. So I don't want to, you know, disparage anyone else. But they, but they do the core of the work over there, and everyone's always coming at them, so it is hard. But that's the usually the process that we that we go through. I I, I don't I don't recruit, but if I do see someone, I believe in people's talent. So if I see someone who's super talented, I'm not afraid to say, hey. You know, what are you doing, you know, career wise? Get yourself out there, get your name and likeness out there, get it out there in a big way. And if you love T V, then you know what? Let me introduce you to the people at Afterbuzz and see what we can do.
0: Cool. I know you only have an hour, so we're coming at the end of that hour. Anything you wanna pimp? What's coming up? What should people look no, for?
1: I just I, I think please keep tuning in to Chasing Maria Menuno's. I feel like we made a good show because we were raw and real. we it was a battle with the producers at first because they were used to kind of the new way of doing shows, which is, you know, creating these situations. And we just, between the Greek stubborn father who's like, I'm not doing anything you tell me to do, that's just his personality, and the Greek daughter who's the same way, and me being not so much that I'm stubborn like that, because I'm, I'm so, like you, I'm such a fan of reality shows, I said, guys, it's only going to work if it's real. That's when it works well. People are getting smarter. They're starting to see this shit is all cooked and set up. Right. And those are the ones that don't work. Big Brother, they're forced to be in that house together. That's why it works. That's why you like it. MTV's a challenge. Still works because it's a bunch of maniacs with cameras rolling 24-7. Right, but Big Brother's still
0: a tad scripted. I mean, and that's one of the things is I had heard the rumor that producers wanted to do a little scripting and they weren't happy because Maria wouldn't allow it. She's like, look, this is my life.
1: Yeah, no, no, yeah, you can. not And and she was coming from that place. I was coming from the business side of, guys, I'm your partner on this, okay? I'm, I want to produce a successful show for you. The only way I know how from everything we know it after, both the research groups that we've put together, just make it real. Now, so guess what's going to happen? You're not maybe going to be able to get this in two months. Maybe it's going to take a little longer. Right. But you know what? You'll get it. Now, sure enough, a two-month shoot went seven months. But you got it. And now people are saying to us, Oh my God, I cannot believe how real. I cannot believe how raw. You guys let it all hang out there. And so I just hope for you know that for your people here at the show and fans, you'll you'll tune into the show, you know, you'll write Oxygen, you'll comment on the boards. Oxygen is known as for the Bad Girls Club, that's their one show. And we are as far away from that as you can imagine. So it's an uphill battle. But, you know, people like you, Ed, and, you know, some of the other, some serious personalities from SiriusXM have been great championing the show, and hopefully we'll get there. But I, I, I'm really proud of the, the 10 episodes we did, and I think we'll be able to do even more uh, in future seasons. So.
0: I, I think you'll be back because I've turned quite a few people around I've turned I talked to a friend of mine in New York and she's like oh I can't stand her and I'm like no 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 seriously watch it and I spoke to her yesterday and she's like you know what I really like the show it's such a Yay! nice change and the friend of mine that's the ghostwriter she's like oh I can't stand Maria she gets on my nerves I'm like no no seriously watch the show it's not that scripted it's it You'll you'll see. I mean, I'm turned around and she's like, Well, if you like it, then nice. I, I've got to give it a shot. So it's refreshing to see just a new show.
1: Oh, I love hearing that. And, you know, we do love each other a lot, me and Maria, and obviously the family. And like any family, we have our battles. You know, it's like, and, and I think what will be great next year, too, is to see more of the outside forces of Hollywood. Because we've had people say, God, I want to see the red carpet. I want to see that stuff. And, um, you know, we we're only a half hour, so it, we couldn't show that much. But you now next year, I'd love to be able to get into some of the more intricacies of the politics and the bullshit and all the stuff that, you know, you and I just touched on. I think that's interesting, too, because that, that occupies our day-to-day much more than marriage and kids, much more. You yep. know, we're a family business at the end of the day. That's what we say. We're the Greek pizza shop and we never close.
0: This Tuesday, I was like, okay, a half hour is not enough.
1: Oh, I love hearing that. Well, um, if, if, if you can, you know, I, I'm gonna, I'm now running into my I'm my late for my 1230, but I, I want to say thank you, Ed, so much for doing this. And let's follow up. Let's have you down at AfterBuzz as well. And, you know, we'll talk off air, I'm sure. Uh, Hopefully. And uh, yeah. if, if you're fans yes, we will. And if you have time, and at Undergaro is my um, Instagram and, and my uh, Twitter. And I guess I'll look forward to your thoughts after next Tuesday's episode, Oxygen 10 p.m., because that's my favorite one. Next week is my favorite episode. Well,
0: now you so, see, you shouldn't have colored uh, me. Now that I'm a fan, you shouldn't have prejudiced me like that. So, but I'll give you my oh, honest thoughts on that.
1: No, no, you can. No, no, you can listen. No, I would love it if that wasn't your favorite. I would love it if you said no. Episode six is my favorite. That's okay, as long as you love the show. I'm just telling you that's my personal favorite, and that might be interesting for you, for you or your fans to figure out why. But it, that was my favorite, favorite episode. So interested in just in your thoughts that, uh, afterwards. So
0: maybe we'll follow up. I'll definitely let you know what I think. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you so much, Ed. Today's show is brought to you by Amazon. Help support our show by doing all your online shopping at amazon.tvfishbowl.com.